You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Even, wait, I don't even know what episode we're on. 15. This is episode 15? This is episode 15. Episode the- 15 of the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron Howell. That's... I'm Tony Lee. We should uh, turn this fan off. You want you want to turn the fan off? Yeah. Man, we've been turning off our fans for 20 years. What are you talking about? Oh, hey Wait, I guess turning off your fans actually um, uh, presupposes that you have fans... In the first place. You know what's the funny thing, Tony, is you turn that fan off, and, and it made more noise turning it off. Because, like, the fan slowed down. It was kind of a dull hum before, and then when you shut it off, it went... Well, as soon as that thing stops, or even now, we can just start it. Yeah, let's just... No, no, no. Let's keep the noise. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it raw. Let's keep it true. We're, we're letting it all hang out here on the motherfucking podcast. All right, then. Well, yeah. Here yeah. we are. Here we are, we man. We are at uh, Nug Nation Studios again. Nug Nation Studios. In beautiful Denver, Colorado. Yeah, man. We are watching Jamie do, was it the, is it looks like the Afro-Man segment. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Jorgensen, who uh, some of you may know, did the animation for uh, the animatic comic version of uh, Frontline's Good Times Chapter 1, It's a Mess. Uh, he works over here at the Nug Nation Studios. He's he's one of our lead animators, and there are two animators, so you know yeah. he's he's like one of the top guys. He's, he's top brass. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's in there animating the uh, yeah the Afro Man potty talk episode. He showed me a clip from it, and it oh, it's, it's hilarious. It's, yeah, it's really funny. Pretty damn good. Yeah, you're gonna like it. It's gonna be a good you one. See, yeah, he's like doing the the bathroom scene where they're in the in the toilet. You can see just the afro from the puppet sticking above the stall. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. Is Afro Man's fro sticks up over the bathroom stall. That's so <laughs> good. I wonder if it's like that in real life because Afro Man is a he's a strong guy, like he's a thick dude, yeah. but he's not particularly tall. I think he's a little shorter than I am, but with the fro. He's a little bit taller than I am. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, that totally makes sense. Is that is that true? I don't re- I don't remember if he's a taller guy or a shorter guy. I'm gonna have to look that up. He he you, might actually be taller to, than me. Yeah, that'll be your homework. Yeah. Maybe I'm just used to seeing the puppet, which is small. Yeah, the puppet's really small. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah? Yeah. All I do is 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 work. Whether whether it's one of the the two jobs or he's only got two jobs, only got two jobs. But I also got Nug Nation, which I do sometimes, and and then you guys playing Fearless Leader to you guys, man, mm. doing that. <laughs> mm. He said, <laughs> he said, yeah, yeah, we all take it real seriously. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, man. It was it was a particularly long weekend. Um, we saw each other this weekend because we got to. Uh, do the Denver Joe Memorial over at Three Kings this weekend. Yeah, that was cool. Luke uh, put that together at Three Kings. And Luke Schmaltz from Three King, or Luke Schmaltz from King Rat, by the way, yeah. those who don't know. Yeah, he uh, he was heading up the project and, and threw together the memorial at Three Kings, and, and uh, I guess there was, I want to say there was maybe seven or eight acts that went up there and like played a few songs for Joe on acoustic guitar. Um, everybody got like a 10, 15-minute set, you know? It was a packed house, too. It was packed. It was, uh, it was great. It was it was a beautiful thing to see, man. Especially seeing Doc, who was probably Joe's best friend, right? Like I don't, I didn't really know Joe. I don't even think I ever really talked to Joe in person. I just saw him play a lot at Bender's. I didn't even see the Cricket on the Hill days. That was a little bit before my time. Yeah, I didn't see. I, I moved here when he was him, Dick, and Lois were doing the uh, the Bender's gig on Wednesdays. I know when they were at Cricket on the Hill, like, I was still kind of a young little punk, and we did play a show there once, 
but all we did was steal an Iron Maiden poster off the wall. Like it was, it was a long <laughs> that Iron Maiden poster that Ty has. Yeah, that we stole that from Cricket on the Hill. Good so guys. if anyone from Cricket on the Hill is listening, I'm very sorry about that. But we have taken really good care of that poster for yeah, a long it's time. Still around. Yeah. But uh, so I only saw Joe play, so I didn't really get to know him real well. So it was really cool to. Uh, I, be- I believe it was his best friend, Doc, got up on stage and kind of set the whole thing off and gave a very touching speech about Joe and just how much he cared about people, even though he didn't really show it. It and was vulgar yet touching. It was very vulgar. The whole event was vulgar and touching. And I am a big fan of vulgar touching, as you well know, from years <laughs> of traveling in the van together. Yes, I do. Um, but it was it was a beautiful thing. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> so me uh, me and Tony did Whiskey River for Joe, and we did uh, Cocaine Blues, and then Laura got up and we did a John Prine song we did in spite of ourselves. And yeah. you said you're going to usurp that from us. Yeah, pretty much. Because you're learning how to sing it, so just yeah. you and Laura are going to do it. Because you're talking about phasing me out. Yeah, I'm going to phase you. I'm going to phase you out, sucker. Tony straight up like confessed to me. This weekend, oh, didn't confess. Told you, You (laughs) just straight up told you. Just straight up told me that I'm being phased out. He's like, ah, no. If I can get it down to just me and Laura, I would. would. I'd be set. That's all I want to do. Everybody else is welcome to come, but if I can get it down to just me and her, I would be. You know what you sound like? Is you sound like when I was talking about doing the tour, the Stevo tour in the bus, and. a, a few of the guys were kind of trying to talk me out of it because it was logistically a foolish endeavor. And I would like to point out, ended up being one of the best tours we ever went on. That was pretty good. But uh, but uh, it was I was strongly advised against it. In fact, we had a manager for a minute, and that end, we ended up parting ways because he came to me with all— Remember Roe was managing us for a minute? Oh, that's right. And Roe Ro <laughs> Ro came to me with the numbers, and he's like, Aaron, you can't do this. This is like— this tour is going to cost you too much money. You won't even come close to breaking even, and and the guys are all against it, and da-da-da. It's just, man, you just you, you can't make this work. And I'm just like, I'm going on tour. <laughs> you guys are welcome to join me. Yeah. And so everybody, you were phasing me out then. <laughs> no, I wasn't phasing you out. You were, I, was, uh, I was trying to high-hand you. You were trying to high-hand yeah, <laughs> yeah. A new term I learned. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to high-hand you and get you to do what I want. Well, there you go. I just high-handed you. What if, do you think of that? Well, if you guys had called my bluff, <laughs> you wouldn't. Yeah, there's no way you would have gone. Well, see, you weren't terribly against it. Logan, Logan was more or less against it, and and Ty was kind of on the fence. Parker, of course, was into it because he had just joined the band and and didn't know how hellish a pursuit that was going to be. But um, yeah, yeah, and we ended up going, and it was one of the best tours we ever did. That's where we met all the uh, Oklahoma City guys. You know what? I had an idea for a shirt, too. So we take the, you know. About the motherfucking ruckus t-shirt? Right. Well, after we print more motherfucking ruckus shirts, I was thinking we should do the, the Oklahoma crest like we did on that old one. Yeah. But do it one color is just a small emblem and then just put the word Oklahoma across nice. the top. Yeah, I could be into that. I think that would do really well. Hey, by the way, I'm sorry I I kind of took off on you on Saturday and just went kicking down the block. I got a level with you. I have a touch of the social anxiety, especially when I smoke weed. Uh-huh. And I love—okay, so Are you I, talking about when we were at Mutiny? Yeah, we were at Mutiny, and you went back to Three Kings, and then I went walking. I walked all the way to El Chapultepec from Mutiny. Yeah. Well, actually, I walked to Rocket Space— I, I booked a room for about an hour, and then I walked, uh, I walked from Rocket Space or to El Chapultepec. So, like, I get a little touch of the social anxiety, especially when I'm smoking weed. And the truth is, I, touch. I, I I love people. I love being around people. I like. I'm a big fan of people. Um, the the thing is, is that when I start getting that social anxiety, I feel most comfortable when I'm busy doing something. Like playing a show up on a stage, entertaining people, like doing a show for people or back behind a bar, bartending for people. But if I'm just at a party, especially if I'm high, (laughs) like I'm just like don't know what to do with myself. I like and the thought like after we got high with Jim Norris outside of mutiny and like you're like, I'm going to go back to Three Kings for another hour and a half. I was like, I know I'm I can't do that. I can't do that. And it ended up being a good thing because what I did is I put on the playlist of all the songs that I was doing at El Chapultepec that night. 
because a few of them were songs I'd never done before. Like I, uh, I got to do a, a Stevie Wonder song, Master Blaster. I didn't you even tell me about that. I didn't even know that was a Stevie Wonder song, and so I had to learn it like that day. So what I did is I put on a Spotify playlist, and I was walking from, uh, you know, it's probably a couple miles, a yeah, few miles from from uh, South Broadway up to. North oh, Broadway, essentially. Easy, yeah. And so I walked, I, I booked um, I booked an hour at Rocket Space, and I walked all the way up there, and I'm walking down the street singing these songs to myself. So, like, when you're down— Out loud, full, full oh, volume? Oh, yeah. Well, not full volume. Okay. But loud enough that people—and Cinco de Mayo was going on, so there was big Cinco de Mayo crowd downtown yeah, around yeah. Civic Center Park. And so people are kind of stopping and looking at me. But what I realized is nobody gives a shit because it's downtown, and there's people singing to themselves all the time. <laughs> yeah, you're not the craziest egg out there right now. Well, and there's there's not they're not even necessarily crazy guys that do it. Like you see like like every once in a while, in fact not even every once in a while, you see it quite a bit. You could probably see it on any given day walking downtown. You'll see some young like hip black dude with big headphones on just walking down the street just rapping to himself oh, at yeah. full volume on the bus, on the street, just, you know, Standing on the corner, just hanging out, just just rapping to himself, full yep. volume. I was like, people see that all the time, all the time, and any no given day, and no one bats a fucking eyelash. So no one's gonna care if I'm walking down the street singing to myself. So I, like, one obnoxious dude gave you the license to be an obnoxious dude yourself. One obnoxious <laughs> guy would not have given me the license. And by the way, I don't think it's obnoxious unless it's on the bus and it happens to be right next to me. <laughs> I'm like, you, weren't, you weren't on the bus. No, I was just walking. Okay. Yeah, I was just walking. So it, like, and it's not one guy giving me the license. It's easily a hundred guys that I have not seen. Not all at once, though. Over the co- man, now that would be crazy that if you w- saw. That would be cra- <laughs> if you saw a hundred guys walking down the street singing and rapping to themselves. Yep. Yeah, that would be pretty nuts. Speaking of singing and rapping to themselves, uh, after the ASO gig. Um, cause I, I sat in with Alpha School Marm Orchestra at El Chapultepec yeah. that night, had a great set. It was a lot of fun, but, uh, it has been a while since a random stranger came up and asked to sing to me on the street. Oh yeah. Yeah. And a girl in the crowd did that. And what kind of person is it normally that comes up and sings to you on the street? Roseanne Barr. <laughs> it's usually a crazy person, right? Yeah. It's usually some guy like, hey, can I beatbox for you? It's like, no, please, don't. No. Hey, can I sing a song for you? I saw your performance on stage. And then it's usually like really uncomfortable and way too long. This woman, I swear to God, her name is Amanda Salmon. It's her real name. <laughs> it's a great name. It was a great name. She came up and sang to us on the street, and she was amazing. Yeah. She was like, she was like, I love your band. I would love to sit in with you guys sometime. Da da da. I got her number. I'm gonna. I told her about the idea. I was like, I was like, my band really wants to recreate the Leonard Skinner backing vocal uh, line, and I was like, we're always looking for singers. So give me your number and and I'll call you up. And and I and I got Amanda Salmon's number. I'm gonna call her up. Amanda and see Salmon. It. Amanda Salmon. Uh. Quick, Captain, man the salmon. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, okay. So what's next on the list? So, hey, we're going to settle a a debate right now. Now, this is... uh, Yeah. Yeah. Time to settle a debate. Because I've gotten shit about this in the past. I think we agree on this debate. We do agree on it, and so we're going to give a very... Not much of a debate. Well, we're going to settle the debate once and for all, for all the people on the other side. So I saw a thread... Um, I think I saw it on Instagram or it was, uh, it was a bunch of people were debating whether or not it's cool to wear your own band's merch, like to wear your own band's t-shirt. And you and I, I think are on, on the same, in the same boat on this. I I know what boat I'm on. It's the one where I'm wearing my band shirt. I'm I'm wearing my band's hat right now. Dude, I, I was wearing, in fact, at the Denver Joe show, I was wearing one of our band shirts. Yeah. Like, and and the the whole thing that was going back and forth is the people that were like some people were like no that's lame and it's self is you know shameless self promotion and digga 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 and then there was people that were like yeah I do it but only when I run out of clothes on tour or only blah blah <laughs> blah 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 and I'm like listen I paid anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars for <laughs> right. that one T-shirt yeah you better believe I'm wearing that motherfucker 
Two, um, the people who say it's shameless self-promotion, if you don't promote yourself, who the fuck else is going to promote promote you? Third, uh, one time, uh, Goldberg, Steve Goldberg, I was wearing wearing a ruckus shirt, and Goldberg gives me shit. He goes, goes, if you ever catch me wearing a cephalic shirt, you could say something. (laughs) And I was like, what's the matter, Steve? Don't like your band? (laughs) You don't like your own band? I love my own band. I always say that I have my own clothing line. That's why I wear it. Yeah. Why Why wouldn't you? I like the band I'm in. It's something I'm proud of. Yeah. You know? My thing is I can't wear two ruckus items at once. <laughs> <laughs> so you do have some rules. I, I, well, I mean, I, like I wear this hat all the damn time. Yeah. And it says MF Ruckus on it. So I have a hard time wearing a ruckus shirt with this hat. But if I'm not, if I'm going to wear the shirt because I'm getting low on shirts, then uh, take the hat off. I, I don't think it's a problem. You know who else wears their own merch? Iron fucking Maiden. Hey, man, Iron Maiden's a great band, man. Hey, man, you know what's a great band? Iron Maiden. Oh, man, that Steve Harris can pluck a bass, man. He's man. got that gallop going. Just say, man, he's good. I like every iteration of that band. I like Paul Diano. I like Bruce Dickinson. Hell, man, I haven't liked Blaze fucking Bailey. Blaze Bailey, I forgot it all. Poor Blaze Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really don't see the problem with wearing your own band's merch. Um, I kind of feel like like there's this trope of being the like uh, self-effacing, self-deprecating, uh, forcefully humble, starving artist musician thing that is it's a total put on. Uh, it's it's I think it's a facade. I think it's contrived to to like put on this. I don't know this costume of humility. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, I think that so it's settled. Wear your own damn band yeah, shirt. Yeah, wear your own band shirt, man. What the fuck? Yeah, why not? Like, it, I have like one copy of each shirt we've put out. So I've got like a drawer full of these fucking shirts. What am I supposed to dude, do, dude? I've got, I've got a closet full of our shirts. And, it's a terrible problem. Well, and it's it's like um, if you won't wear your own stuff, how do you expect anyone else to wear it? Like you think you're that like. Okay, think of the mentality that it takes to be like, I will not wear this, but you, all of my subjects, must wear it as a pledge of fealty to me. <laughs> like, you want to talk about, like, an, an egomaniacal behavior. It's like expecting other people to do something to honor you that you would not do to yourself. To, like, honor yourself. Yeah. So I saw that. I, I, I wanted to get your opinion on that. I figured we were in the same boat. But uh, I just was kind yeah, of in the mood. Way. I was kind of in the mood for you and me to just sit around agreeing with each other for for a minute. That's always nice. Yeah. So let's right. see. So we solved that problem. We, sol- we solved the problem. We talked about settled. Denver Joe and uh, El, El Chapultepec. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what else happened this weekend? What's that? Uh, you and Laura saw the Itchio. Uh, saw Itchio for the first. They're no longer the Itchio marching band. I almost called them the Itchio marching band. You know, I I remember them being a marching band or that being their name. And then uh, this was my first time seeing them. And Laura's first time seeing them. She was working at the Oriental, right, um, which is where they played. And uh, the the show was amazing. But I was like kind of looking for the marching band. There's a lot of drummers, and I saw the guys playing the quads, which is what I played in high school. You like, played the quads. I played the quads. I was in the marching band, and I played the quads. So I saw those, and I was like, oh, so this is. This is still a marching band, but it was very tribal and uh, and uh, man, very very weird. What a great live show! Did you see Brad? No, he was in Texas. Oh, he was in Texas. Yeah. So I for those, Ethan, of, Ethan was running it. Oh, Ethan was running it. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Itchio's front of house sound engineer is our producer. Brad Smalling from Evergroove Studio, yeah. who, by the Smaller. way, shout out to Evergroove Studio, finest studio in the, the state of Colorado, finest. if not in the United States, if not the world. Dare I say the galaxy? Oh, my God. Well, we haven't, we, we, we haven't yet seen proof of uh, studios Studio. and other galaxies, and space is a myth, so. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you, you know, they're kind of like Oingo Boingo. Because Oingo Boingo used to be the Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo, and then they became Oingo Boingo, and then they just became Boingo for one album. So Itchio was the Itchio marching band, and now they're Itchio, and next iteration is just going to be Itchy. No, it's going to be I.O. I.O. Or they'll just be Itchy. 
Yeah, they'll just be itchy. Or they'll just be, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. What a great show, though. It, it, it reminded me, and it's not even close to the same music or the same show, but it was the same kind of uh, experience, visual, visual uh, actually all five senses, really, because they had everything going on around you and the people in the costumes that were in the crowd and the sounds coming from, like, nobody who was in that crowd gets the same show experience as the guy 20 feet away somewhere else. Right. Everybody's getting their own experience of the show. Because they have the guys... But it reminds me of the Blue Man group a little bit. Oh, know? yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Where it's just a big visual thing with this kind of, um, you know, basic music, ba- basic drum beat, you know, tribal kind of feel. And uh, But, man, it, it, it really impressed me that no two people in that in that crowd can get the same show. They really create these, like, ambient soundscape type of things. They do. And then... But they, uh, for, for the uninitiated, one of the really cool things that Itch.io does is they have people in the crowd. First of all, they have a, um, uh, what, what do you call it? Is, it, uh, is that a Chinese dragon? Is that what it's they called? They have that. They had the they Chinese like dragon. Of Three of them, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah, so they have people that are running like Huge. a, like, I don't know what they call that. Is it just they... It's, just, it's, it's a Chinese dragon, man. It, I know it's not called a Chinese dragon, but it's... it's it, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, and then they'll have, like, they'll have girls in, like, um, like lace hijab. That's exactly what they had going on. Yeah. There was, like, 50 of them. And they'll, like, walk around and, uh, you know, they're dancing and doing stuff like that. They're real weird Tim Burton-looking moves and, I don't oh, yeah. know, it was... Well, and then, then one of the really cool things that they do <laughs> is they have... They have folks walking around with these backpacks that almost look like proton packs with, like, tuba horns on the top of them. And they work on a wireless relay. It looked like some out of Mad Max. Yeah. And it pumps—they pump sound effects through those wireless relays. And so you'll be standing there watching the show, and all of a sudden you'll hear, like— cow sounds going behind yep. you or like like some sort of weird uh, or like a theremin or something yep. will go off behind you and it's because some guy is walking down the street. Vinny uh, worked for them. Uh, Vinny Fasano worked for him oh, yeah. for a little bit. And um, and he had a fog machine hooked up where he oh, could hit it? a button yeah, and, and, sh- yeah, and sh- it shoots fog out of people. They had that. Now, it's interesting to see Ichio as a, as a spectator and then work at a bar where they're playing. See, I can't imagine they played anything smaller than the Oriental because they utilized the hell out of the entire space. Well, they've outgrown most of the other... Because what they used to do is the way Itch.io started is they used to just crash shows. Like, they would show up at shows and play out in the parking lot or on the sidewalk or they would walk into the venue and that's when they were like a marching band. They would walk through the crowd and they still do a lot of crashes and stuff like that, but they also do concerts like full-on concerts like you saw and uh when i worked at three kings it got to the point where it was just like there was like the going to the show being high on mushrooms and watching a geo play that's like an amazing experience but working the bar while some ladies like running around behind dancing around and some (laughs) guys blowing a smoke machine at you and Drums are going for an hour and a half and you're just behind the bar going going yeah what did you want yeah (laughs) Hold on, I can't hear you. You wanted a what? A PBR and a what? I, I'm sorry. You're going to have to come back. I said, okay. can I have a Long Island? I said. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, it's just like Dano just grumbling to himself while he's fucking sweeping confetti. up confetti. God damn it. Everywhere. I fucking hate confetti. Because <laughs> they have like hydraulic confetti cannons that are as tall as Andre the Giant. They're pretty impressive, man. Yeah, they're they're pretty they, badass. Uh, they filled the Oriental with confetti. That's a lot of space. Like I said, I couldn't imagine them doing it at the bar. They were doing they were doing the Gothic for a little bit. Um, but what they Gothic did Gothic would be a good place. Yeah, Gothic was cool. When they did Three Kings, they would do three nights. Like they would do like New Year's weekend, they would do three mm-hmm. nights or like Halloween weekend or something like that. Anyway, uh, if you get a chance to go see uh, Ichio, go check them out. They're badass. We're hoping to do a, co- a collab with them at some point. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so we, we've, we've been tossing some ideas around. I've, I've exchanged emails with Scott, but, um, but we don't know anything as of yet. But I'm hoping for this. So if any of the Ichio cats are listening to this, uh, keep in mind, we, we do still have that on our mind. Ichio. Um, whoa, what did, before, we, before we move on... Um, what did uh, what did Laura think about it? 
Uh, she thought it was rad, man. I mean, like, what's did she? The same thing that I was thinking, you know. Like we both walked away with our jaws dropped. Just it made sense that uh, we hadn't heard much about their music. She's like, yeah, you know, I heard a lot about their live show, but not a lot about their what their music sounded like. Mm-hmm. And now I I understand why, you know, because like who right. who buys a Blue Man Group record? Who buys a Stomp record? You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, they they have records. I saw that they had a record like available, and I'm sure Brad did that record. You know what I mean? Right. But. Uh, like, what's your favorite Ichio song? Can you imagine the logistics of recording oh my God. a 36-piece? Now, do the weirdos show up in costume and dance around the studio, too? You know, it was weird because it was a sci-fi party. And I asked, uh, I was asking everybody that like that I knew there, I said, do people dress up for Ichio all the time? And they go, no, not really. Like, so this is just a sci-fi party. They had they, Their opening band was a, a burlesque thing in the, in the, to start it off, and then Darth Vader as a DJ. For like, <laughs> for, for like, <laughs> you know, for an hour, and then all of a sudden it got real smoky, and then a bunch of like weird executioner-looking guys came in, and like the, the show like melded into the DJ like stopped, and it just like I don't know, it was it was very cool how it came on. They have different characters. Like there's like okay, so like the characters in the band are but generally Laura loved it. Laura it was, loved yeah, it. That's a short story. So they have like like one of the characters that that most of the band plays is if. If they're playing uh, an instrument or they're the crowd guys, it's like they wear the morph suits, like the full black suits with the marching band clothes. The green man suits, but they're black. But they're black. And then a sombrero. And then there's the the girls that dance that that are like in, I mean, burka, I think is what you'd call it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what you'd call it. But they're out dancing. Aladdin-looking garb, you know? Yeah. And then there's the executioner-looking dudes that have, like, the the, they they almost look like they should be in the mentors, but (laughs) they're, like, the opposite of, like, dudes that should be in the mentors. Anyway, it's it's really cool. You know who's a a big— One-of-a-kind show, man, that's for sure. You know who's a big Ichio fan? Who? David Byrne from The Talking Heads. Oh, really? Yeah. He, uh, I want to say, and I want to say that David Byrne— Hired Ichio to open for him. Hmm. Uh, That's a tough act. Either to either at Burning Man or they played Burning Man. Oh, also, yeah, they should play. Bur- they, Any, they, anywhere, they did play anywhere Burning they have Man. a bunch of drugs. They should, they should play there. Uh, somebody flew him out to Australia a couple years ago. Can you imagine? Holy f- shit! Do, do that... you know how much it costs to fly thirty six people out to Australia? Thirty six, dude. It's there's. A I, I thought it was fifty. Of, I don't know. There's a lot of motherfuckers. It seemed like they were band. everywhere. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, so uh, what do you say Let's we talk. move on yeah. to some uh, news? Let's take a break and get to the news. Let's take a break and do the news. Yeah. Should we stop doing that? I think we we're going to have John just put the noise in there. Oh, right, right, right. We were going to get him to do... I still think we should do the action news sound, like the... Hey, John, why don't you uh, put a little news thing in the yeah. bumper? Yeah, throw, throw in some news noise, yeah. man. What the yeah. fuck? Make it, make it sound like action hero. So let's see. Uh, what's coming up for news? Well, first and foremost, um, we've got a, a big show coming up this weekend. Uh, by the way, if you're listening... Uh, this will be coming out May 8th, Tuesday, May 8th. So uh, the show is this coming weekend, which is Friday, May 11th. That's right, at the Oriental. At the Oriental Theater. We're doing the uh, Punk is Dad Punk 3. Punk is so dad. Punk is so dad, bro. Uh, which is a fundraiser for the Dorian DeLong um, Music and Art Scholarship. Uh, Dorian DeLong was a a pillar of the music scene and and a big time music fan and apparently he loved our band I'm told um, and he passed away a few years back and so uh, some friends of his started putting on the Punk His Dad festival or not festival but Punk His Dad benefit where they get a bunch of badass local bands and they raise money for this scholarship and so far they've Yeah the uh the one for the homies that we're doing today is going to be those other bands. Yeah, it's going to be the other bands not Plastic Daggers because we did them last week but we're going to do the Velveteers and and we're going to do a double one for the homies this week for the Velveteers and Ned Garth Explosion. Speaking but, of homies uh our buddy Joey's got some problems going on right now. Uh yeah. Actually, let, let's okay. Let's do that first. Let's talk about this first. Um, 
So uh, a buddy of ours, uh, Joey Klontz, who we've mentioned before on the podcast, and um, we we you may have seen him at a Denver show. He comes to every show he can in Denver. He's he's one of one of our favorite guys. He's definitely like the avatar, like our avatar fan. Like when we think of like our fan base imagined as one person, we think of Joey. And uh, Joey and his wife Tessa are dealing with a bit of a problem. Um, their oldest kid uh, has disappeared, um, has has run off. Uh, but there's there's an article on uh, the news which uh, which I'll read to you now. Um, Autistic asthmatic trans uh, transgender teen missing since early Friday. A transgender teenager went missing from his home near the University of Denver early Friday morning and hasn't been seen since, according to the boy's mother, which is Tessa, Joey's wife. Uh, Sally Scotty May Fritzler is believed to have walked away from his home on South Gaylord between Amherst and Cornell at around 3 or 4 a.m. The teenager, 16, has autism and asthma, and it's unknown if he has his inhaler with him. His mother said the boy left home with no belongings. He was last seen wearing blue jeans, a dark-colored shirt, and blue Vans shoes. Scotty is described as 5 feet 5, 170 pounds, with blue eyes and dyed blue hair. The boy's mother said he has scars on his arms and stomach and may be suicidal. If you see Scotty, please contact Denver Police at 720-913-6653. So Scotty is Tessa and Joey's oldest kid, um, and apparently the word has been going around on Facebook, and we've been spreading this around, that, um, that, that to be on the lookout for Scotty. Now, probably the most upsetting thing is that when... This article got posted. I read some of the comments in the thread, and it is just the most. It, it, some of it is super compassionate, and it's people, you know, looking to help Scotty out and looking to help Joey and Tess out. But there was an awful lot of mean, awful, hateful shit, and it turned into uh, it turned into a debate about the existence or non-existence of transgender. And let's just go ahead and squash this right now that uh, it's none of your fucking business how somebody identifies themselves. It's it's up to them how they want to uh, identify it. And the people who are giving arguments for for uh, on on DNA and and on science behind it, you know, we we really don't know um, everything that there is to know about uh about gender there's new stuff coming out all the time we're all kind of born as girls anyway and uh it's i don't know or not born as but we we start out in the gestation period that way and uh even even all of that aside um some of the people who are just commenting on this thread and trolling and saying just mean awful stuff you're not helping um, you're not fixing anything. This is a kid who needs help, uh, no matter how they identify. Um, that that's that's not what this is about. So uh, yeah, please do keep an eye out for for Scotty. If you want to see a picture of what Scotty looks like, you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com/slash/mfruckusband. Uh, you can see that there, and um, and. Uh, we have shared the article. If you see it, also please pass it along and share it. Um, yeah, so please do that. Um, so yeah, back to back to regular band news. Uh, this weekend we're doing the the Punk is Dad show at the Oriental Theater. There yep. are still some tickets available. You can go to the OrientalTheater.com to get tickets for that. Um, so uh, oh, you can hear that, huh? Well, I can just hear the. You can hear that, yeah. Can you hear that? A little bit. These are really good mics. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. We ain't using my fucking cell phone anymore. Thanks, Mikey. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah. Hey, so, Jamie. Um, yeah. So the the it's punk really is dead. Wa- it's really fun watching these guys make the Nug Nation episodes, right? Yeah, in front of it's us. pretty neat. 
it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat seeing all the sets and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so come to the Punk is Dad show. It's it's us, MF Ruckus, uh, the Velveteers, Ned Garth Explosion, and Plastic Daggers. Um, a majority of the proceeds go to the Dorian DeLong um, Music and Art Scholarship. So come on down. It's going to be a great show. Uh, let's see what else is coming up. Oh, tonight we're we're skipping band practice tonight. And we are going... Um, oh, doing voiceovers. We're going to Alex Tyler's studios tonight to do voiceovers for Chapter 2 in the Ooh. Front Lines of Good Time series. Chapter 2. So we're, uh, we're going to be doing that. Um, live. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be going laying down the voiceover Alex stuff Tyler for the... Studios. Live at Alex Tyler's studios. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Five men. So, one goal. Oh, so Josh showed you some pictures from the comic? Yeah, the uh, Chapter 2 series. Yeah. Uh, he uh, was showing me that there's gonna be like dream dream sequences mm-hmm. in in chapter two, and uh, he told me how much he enjoyed drawing those in particular instead of a bunch of different panels, which he enjoys as well. But he, he says the dream sequence gives him more uh, freedom to do his awesome Finley work, you know, so weird he, stuff, the weird stuff, right? Exactly what it was, which is where he excels. Yeah, and it's 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 fucking sweet looking. I saw, I think it was. Three different pages of kind of diff- different dream sequences. Cool. Um, and where he's going to put the, you know, bubbles for w- what we're saying and everything. But, man, it's turning out really cool. I'll uh, The only hint I'll give you, if you haven't seen it yet, is uh, the, the, gun in, the gun in where the guy shoots himself. Yeah. That looks really cool. Does it? Yeah. Cool. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw him play with Aurora yesterday at Goose Town. And uh, we're outside smoking, and he's like, "Oh, you want to see the you want to see the new dream sequences? Absolutely, dude!" He brings it out. There, he goes, "Well, I got this one going on, and then this one, and then after I get done playing this show, I got to go back there and get back to work for you guys." And uh... <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> Josh Finley is my favorite prick in the world. <laughs> he, easily, easily my top favorite prick in the whole wide world. Yeah, he's uh, but man, they look great, you know. They, yeah. they, they they scream Finley in it too, so it's cool. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, voiceovers and uh, chapter two is coming along. Yeah, it's, it's almost done. It'll be out this summer. It's going to be released on time, I believe. Yeah, right on time. Right Everything on time. we do is right on time. Well, it's right on our time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we we like to build tension, <laughs> and by with, that within the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that very much. Um, yeah, uh, June 9th, uh, we're going to be at Native, Native Sun in Glenwood Springs. That show has been moved from Big Daddy's. Big Daddy's is closing its doors. Um, so that show, for those of you who are planning on going to the Glenwood Springs show, that show has been moved to Native Sun in Glenwood Springs, uh, formerly Loyal Brothers. So make note of that. Um, we probably ought to get that up on our website. Yep. I will get that up on our website. Um, uh, Oh, July 20th, we're playing with In the Well at the Mesa Theater in Grand Junction. In the Whale. In the Whale. Did I say In the Well? Yeah. Because of In the Whale. In the Whale. No, it's because I was watching Lassie reruns yesterday. Oh, is that it? And Timmy fell in the well. I see. So I was thinking In the Well. We were playing with In the Whale. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go with Take Two. Let's go with Take Two. We're we're listening... I'm playing with In the Whale at the Mesa Theater in Grand Junction. That's going to be a super fun one, July 20th. The next day, July 21st, we're playing the Mile High Parlay. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be badass. That's going to be the show of the summer. Um, we're going to have uh, so much fun. Big outdoor Seggers stage. Are, Blad and Seggers are playing that same week in Chicago with Unknown Henson. That's right. At, at the Bee Kitchen on uh, the, 29th, the 29th, right? Actually, that's June 29th. That's Parlay is in July. All right. So June 29th, June 29th, if you're in the Chicago area, make sure to go see Tony's other band, the Blind Staggers, uh, which is awesome. If you guys have never seen the Blind Staggers, we feature one of their songs every week on, on Saturday. Yeah, Stagger uh, Day. Yeah, happy Stagger Day. Uh, every week on our on our Facebook page, we put up a, 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 another Blind Stagger song. Go see them play with Unknown Henson. Yeah, Unknown Henson rules, man. Dude, Unknown Henson is awesome. We do pretty awesome. good, but I mean, Unknown Henson is going to be a really cool show. Seeing seeing him with Reverend Horton Heat when we were out in Oklahoma City was so fucking fun, man. That was my second time seeing that show. And both times were bad. The same no, show, no, the, I mean, but no Red Elvises, right? No Red Elvises. They had Nashville Pussy the first time. But the same thing where uh, Reverend played, and then 
afterwards, Unknown Henson came out and Reverend is a backup band for Unknown Henson. That's so cool. And I've seen that twice now. And now I'm wondering who's going to be his backup band for our show. Maybe it's you guys and you just don't know it <laughs> does, yet. Does he go on tour with these bands and they're like, so where's your band? And he's like, you're it. Yeah. We just got done. I don't think so. <laughs> I'd like y'all to meet my backup band tonight. <laughs> <laughs> From Chicago, Illinois, to Blind Staggers. <laughs> you, you did that pretty good. That was an okay. That was my first unknown Henson. <laughs> That's your first Foggy unknown. Winders. <laughs> your man is gay. What, what, what was the, I'm not afraid of your husband, baby. I'll, I'll be, be over tonight. tonight. <laughs> it won't do no good to lock them doors and windows tight. <laughs> Yeah, he don't scare me none. He sure don't scare my gun. Because <laughs> I ain't afraid of your husband, baby. I'll be over tonight. Uh, man, what a cool what show for you guys to pull. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. That's a great one. So we, I, what, what, where we were? Parlay. Okay. After so parlay. Uh, Ju- July 21st, we're playing the Mile High Parlay. We'll be on the outdoor stage, um, which is going to be super fun. Uh, Mile High Parlay started out as kind of something that was uh, hanging on as, well, it was half hanging on to UMS and half like as an alternative to UMS. It was kind of like their way of co-opting the crowd um, of uh, of UMS and uh, has since taken on a, a whole life of its own. Which great. is super cool. We love Mile High Parlay. It's put on by Mutiny Information Cafe, as is this podcast, which is uh, put on by Mutiny Transmissions. Thank you so much for having us, guys. And thanks for having us on the show. Mutiny, mutiny, mutiny. Yeah, we got to get Jim Norris and uh, and Matt McGacy on here Yeah, um, to talk. Uh, we should do that uh, the next uh, couple weeks coming up, I think. Yeah. Try something like that. Maybe maybe they could get us up in um, the, the sexy pizza studio and we could just mm. record right there above maybe. Mutiny. That would be super cool. Um, then August 18th, we're doing a double header. Uh, not just a double header like in town, but we're – Doing a daytime show in Fort Collins and an evening show in Denver. Daytime so, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be playing New Worst Fest in Fort Collins, Colorado. We confirmed that this week. Uh, we're going to be playing one of the early shows probably sometime between noon and 3. Uh, we'll have an actual set time um, announced here soon, I'm sure. But New Worst Fest is uh, is an independent festival based out of Fort Collins, Colorado. That's going to be an awful lot of fun. And then that night, we are opening for Dio Disciples. Yeah, Dio's Disciples at Herman's Hideaway. Which is the only Dio tribute band featuring real rock stars, for one. Yeah. Like, like. Tim Owens is the singer of that band. Like, Hell yeah, man. The Ripper Owens. The guy whom the movie Rockstar starring Mark Wahlberg was based on. Really? I didn't know that. Well, okay. okay Rockstar, maybe I shouldn't have believed you so fast. Rockstar was very loosely based on the Judas Priest story. I'll, that's what I thought it was. And it was originally pitched as a Judas Priest biopic, and the band wouldn't sign off on it. They're like, this is garbage. No. And Mark Wahlberg was like, wouldn't have gone down like that. If I'd been on those planes, it wouldn't have gone down like that. Have a Wahlberger. Um, Have a Wahlberger. (laughs) This week on Wahlbergers, it wouldn't have gone down like that. Uh, Yeah. So uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Dio Disciples. Not only are the only band, the only Dio tribute band featuring real rock stars, but they're the only band Managed by Dio's widow, Wendy Dio. Nice. Which is kind of a silly name. Do you think that she thought twice about getting married to Dio? I mean, Dio is the man. Hell, I would have married Dio. But um, do you think she was like, Wendy Dio? Like, I think I would have just, oh, I would have, I was about to be like, I would have just called myself Wendy-o, but (laughs) Wendy-o's already a person. Yeah, Wendy's already a person. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I liked your guys' idea for your guys' uh, uh, Dio tribute where it was just you three as an occupy. I can't remember who the other guys were. but it, Oh, the Ronnie James trio, trio where it's just three guys doing barbershop. 
Yeah, that was Acapella. that was uh, that was <laughs> that was Mike from Thief Rivers' idea, the Ronnie James trio. That yep. it's like an acapella group that Holy we. Diver. Yeah, we do three part harmonies and walk around, and that way, like that's the way Itchio got big. Is they went around just kind of playing outside of shows, and then eventually people started letting them in, and then they booked their own shows. The Ronnie James Trio would could just hang outside, and then some big metal band would be like, hey, we saw these guys outside. They call themselves the Ronnie James Trio. And then it's YouTube success. <laughs> and, and then, then, then and you get the pants. Then you get the money. Then you get the women. Then you get the women. Uh, so, yeah, that's all the shows coming up. Again, I want to reiterate, um, I want to touch base on this again. Please, 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 please make sure to contact Denver Police if you have any information about the whereabouts of um, Scotty Fritzler. Yeah, please. Because uh, uh, Scotty needs our help. And, um, <laughs> like, poor guy left home without anything. Like, yeah. doesn't have his inhaler, doesn't doesn't have anything, just, you know, Need some help, man. So, uh, yeah, Joey and Tessa certainly appreciate it. Um, oh, and apparently it says it says teen missing after being bullied. So, I guess that means that some dick brain fucking morons were picking on him, and he just took off. And he's been missing for a few days now. So, please uh, keep an eye out, Scotty. If you happen to hear this, we w- wish you a safe return. You're uh, your folks love you a, a whole bunch and uh, and would really love to see you safe and sound. Yeah. So uh, that's going to do it for the news. All right. Uh, so, yeah, let's move on to some commentary. Okay, it's commentary time. Commentary. So uh, we're we're gonna do this one because we dropped a video of this song this week on the uh, on the motherfucking Monday series hashtag MF Monday. Yeah. Uh, that we've been dropping uh, on our YouTube channel youtube.com slash MF Ruckus TV. Uh, we've been dropping our weekly uh, motherfucking Monday series, and uh, today we dropped a video of an old. Old song from way back when. This is Damien's favorite song, my brother. My brother Damien's favorite uh, song that we have done, I think, even after I moved out. Really? Know. It's a fun song, <laughs> man. Um, this 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 song is off the fourth-year freshman Rock Your Box album, and a lot of the stuff in this song is is true or loosely based on on true stuff. Yeah. Like we would do that a lot. We would write a lot of we would write songs that were based on inside jokes which had kind of a nugget of truth to them. Mm-hmm. Um which is why I think some people hate <laughs> hate hate the songs from that uh era so much because uh it's basically just a a very unashamed confession for what pieces of human garbage we were. Well, let's put it on. It was uh, WTHQ, yeah. White Trash Headquarters. White Trash Headquarters. Here we go. I like that guitar riff. Yeah. I think it's neat. That, like, weird syncopation. And we can't pull that off now. No, no. Because we learned how to play music. <laughs> when we were idiots and didn't know what we were doing, we could do that all day. Okay, sipping tall boys at PBR, lifting weights out in the backyard. We did that. Is this the house that we met you guys at? No, this was... So you guys met us when we lived on Downing. This was the house on South Bel Air. Oh. Like, we, we had a... Base of operations for the Get Fresh Crew, which is what we called the the homies for a bit, was the Get Fresh Crew. Fourth year freshmen. Yeah. The Get Fresh Crew. Freshmen is having lots of fun. Yeah, that's how I know how to play that song. Fourth year freshmen is having lots of fun. We cash a keg like a paycheck at check into cash. I, I, did you catch that line? The uh, the girl in the corner ain't looking bad, but I'm so fucked up she could be my granddad. <laughs> no. <laughs> You've never caught that? No. There's Tay playing a ripper. This is before I joined the band. It is before you joined this the band. This is Jerry and Tay. 
Okay, I gotta set up. I gotta set up this next part. So, the neighborhood that we lived in was right by the University of Denver. Du. Du. So we would refer to the Du kids as Du bags. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> we thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So many inside jokes in the song that nobody, nobody got. I ain't got no money and my dogs ain't got no shots. No, no shots. shots. And I ain't got no woman, gotta beat it with an old tube sock. Beat it with an old tube sock. At least I got a little whiskey and a quarter pound of damn good pot. A good pot. And Crack Rocks is actually oh, what it's like. Crack Rocks. I never played lacrosse with a guy named Chad. Never got a brand new car from my dad. I guess you can't miss what you ain't never had. Only one name for a guy like that, D. Ushbag. Then you guys... <laughs> you guys do like, like Paradise City. <laughs> we basically just wrote three songs and then super glued them together. <laughs> it's like when you're making a puzzle and some of the pieces don't fit, so you just kind of hammer them into place. Hoorah. Kill another keg of Pap's Blue Ribbon. The party gets cracking and the bitches start stripping. Got head from this chicken. A man started tripping. Didn't have no right because I only put the tip in. He didn't have no right because I only put the tip yeah, in? Yeah, it's like, hey, hey, dude, I didn't even fuck your girlfriend all the way. <laughs> Where if you've got a hot cousin, you can fuck one time. That was uh, no, Dave Chappelle, re- or not Dave Chappelle, um, Dave Attell. Yeah. Reference, yeah. Class white trash better than you. Man. <laughs> High class white trash. High class white trash. You can always tell the songs Put a that. Put splash on that and send, send it to Sony. Oh, yeah. You can always tell the songs that uh, that Jerry had a tremendous amount of influence on the on the lyrical process, because it's always something about like like smoking a bunch of weed and smoking crack and then like jizz in someone's eyelashes like that. <laughs> it's always something like that. But there are there are references in that song that like there's a reference of like. Uh, like couches up on cinder blocks. We literally had. I remember that your stadium seating. Yeah, we we had our own stadium seating. So we had we so had you did one couch. Two houses then. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, did we do that? We did do that at the Downing House yeah. too. And then underneath it was all just full of shit from the my Italian greyhound Lloyd, who lived there at the time, and would just crap all over the floor. <laughs> Mostly under that couch. So so another thing that we had at WTHQ was we had built a practice space down in the basement, right? And we'd blacked out all the windows, and Jerry lived down there, and so it was pitch black down there. And uh, and we were trying to set up a little studio and, you know, total rundown, like, a very nasty place. But one of our ideas was like, all right, well, in case it floods, we'll put, <laughs> we'll put panels, like, we'll put plywood on top of cinder blocks so there's a space between the real floor and then our false floor, and then that'll also help with the soundproofing for some reason, we thought. I don't know if that's, like, a real thing, but that's something that we came up with. And all it did was create a haven for mice. (laughs) So we ended up with this horrible, horrible mice infestation, like, really bad. So one day uh, we went to— And Jerry lived down there. Yeah. And and one—so one day we went to Home Depot— and we bought a bunch of mouse traps, and everybody like wrote their names on a mouse trap, and like <laughs> like decorated them and stuff like that. And we set them up up around the house, and we had a contest. Decorated them. Yeah, we had a. Con- it was like a Pinewood Derby car, but for murdering an animal. Um, but yeah, we uh, we set those up all over the house, and um, and I can't remember who won. I think Jerry won, but. We ended up killing a disgusting amount of mice. I want to say like twenty six mice was uh, twenty six mice. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. WTHQ was fun, man. That was. Uh, I want to say I was twenty three when we lived in that house, so thirteen years ago. Hmm. 
It was uh, actually the first time your sister and Karen came to visit. They came to that house, so it was after we met you guys. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, that's probably exactly what you wanted to hear after yeah. Yeah. At the end of that story. All right, next segment. Yeah, any old who. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to the one for the homies section. As we mentioned earlier in the show, we have a big show coming up this weekend at the Oriental Theater, the Punk is Dad 3 uh, benefit show for the Dorian DeLong um, Music and Art Scholarship. Uh, we last week played a song by Plastic, Plastic Daggers for you. And this week we're going to do a double one. We're going to do two songs. We're going to do one song by the Velveteers. Well, the first one is going to be by the Velveteers. Yeah, the first song is going to be by the Velveteers, who are playing uh, this weekend with us. Really great band, great songwriters, really amazing vocals, just really great vocals. Um, and then the second one is going to be by Ned Garth Explosion. Uh, I got to see Ned Garth play at Three Kings once. He's super cool, great songwriter, kind of like the, the King Tough of Denver um, really, really good at what he does. And, uh, and he's got some great videos on YouTube actually. So look up Ned Garth explosion. That's N E D, uh, first name, last name, Garth, G A R T H E explosion. Look them up on, on YouTube and look up the Velveteers on YouTube. They've got some great videos too. Yeah. Let's, uh, check out a song by the Velveteers now. All right. Let's, uh, play a song by the Velveteers.
great. <laughs> that was great. That was great. That was badass, man. I'm really looking forward to playing with those guys. Uh, so as promised, here's as a second promised. song. Uh, here's one by the Ned Garth Explosion. Uh, Explosion. Right here on the motherfucking podcast. We're back. All right, man. All right. Dude, I'm excited about this show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are you excited for the show? I'm definitely excited for our next show. What do you think of the episode today? This do you, episode? Do you think we had a good episode? I think it was a little warm, but as far as our, our content, it was fine. A little, uh, I think our relationship is a little cold. It is I think it's cold. Grown, grown a little cold. Yeah. I think we're growing apart. I think you and I need to seek counseling. Seek therapy. That's what I would do. Yeah. I, I I, I feel like you've grown distant. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I don't even know you anymore. Mm. I mean, we haven't had you don't sex. Know me, in, son. You don't know me. We haven't had sex in, since like this what? afternoon. Sex? I don't know you like that. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know me. Folks, this has been the motherfucking podcast. The official um, fan 
and non-fan cast of the Rock and Roll Combo Motherfucking Ruckus. Thank you for listening. Thank, Thank you. you for rating and subscribing and reviewing and telling a friend and anything else that you do to to help us keep this alive. Um, really, we're just happy to show up every week and and uh, and and fill in the 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 six people in the whole wide world who really like to uh, know the the ins and outs of what we're up to. And we appreciate you guys. We appreciate so much. you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah. We have the sponsors. Hey, how about the sponsors? Let's let's give it up for Mutiny Information Cafe and Mutiny Transmissions. Holy yeah, shit! All right. Oh my god. Right. Yeah, give it up for them. Right. Uh, let's give it up for Evergroove Studio in Evergreen, Colorado. Oh, we love Evergroove Studio. Let's give it up for Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. Oh, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, Rocket Space. Let's give it up for the Nug Nation. Look up all their videos at thenugnation.com. I'm looking up at them right now. Yeah. Yeah, really great. Where cannabis comes to life. Where cannabis Make sure comes to download the app, the mobile app, the Nug Nation mobile app. You can actually make an avatar of yourself. You can nugify yourself. Nugify yourself. Yeah, you can you can make nugify a nug your life. of of Tony Lee. We mm-hmm. should make a Tony Lee nug. Sure. Um, and you can also see great videos, uh, including some of my favorites, where uh, one of my characters, Bong Burgundy, gets to interview Red Man, Afro Man, Nappy Roots. Uh, oh, next week, you know, what we got to do is we got to tell the story about the lady who wrote the oh, right, right. who wrote we'll the say that. we'll say that for next week. who wrote the concerned letter to the, the Nug Nation. Strongly worded concerned letter. Yeah, well, you guys are gonna love this. It's pretty hilarious. Um, and, and our last and final sponsor. Oh, last but not least, top sponsor, um, Matula Plumbing. Matula in uh, Des Plaines, Illinois. Uh, your shit is our bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and most, 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 most important of all is the people who back us on Patreon. Uh, our Patreon subscribers get access to early content and exclusive stuff and discounts on merch and pizza and beer parties and free tickets to shows. And hell, we'll probably even make some T-shirts and shit to give them. Uh, basically, basically, these are the people that, that we want to blow. Like... <laughs> All we want to do is blow you guys. You guys are awesome. I mean, Andy's thirsty. Me and Tony, we really love blowing people, but we love blowing you people most of all. Uh, yeah, our our Patreon subscribers get access to all sorts of cool shit, including blowjobs from Tony, uh, in exchange for a small recurrent contribution every time we put out an issue of the Front Lines of Good Times serialized graphic novel and concept album. Which so far we've put out one issue. We're getting ready to put out the second one. So some people uh, paid $5 in 2017 to back us on Patreon. Uh, Some people paid $100 in 2017 to back us on Patreon. And at the rate we're going, those people will pay $5 and $100 in 2018. Maybe we'll get lucky and we'll get one done before, uh, a third one done before the end of the year. But, um, but yeah, uh, thank you so much. Keep telling a friend and keep looking at us and uh, liking us and subscribing to us and everything and all that stuff. And really stay important. cool and over stay the cool. summer. Hey, you didn't read the last thing on our notes. Oh, it says Aaron drinks his own pee. <laughs> all right, bye, did, everybody. Did, did you all right, <laughs> bye, everybody. That's a good show. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Transmissions is a media service that provides podcasts, video, and live shows recorded inside and outside of Mutiny Information Cafe, located at 2 South Broadway in Denver, Colorado.